Hello and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and center in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured, and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello and welcome. Today I'm so delighted to introduce my special guest. Her name is Gurani Shan. And we met while doing our amazing speaker bios with the beautiful Sonia Stevens. And I just warmed to her message. She's a peer of mine, but she's going to tell you more about her fascinating story. So welcome to you, Gora Nishan. Hi, Bev. Thank you so much for having me. It's totally a delight to be here. Tell me more about yourself and what it is that you do. Yeah, so the primary thing that I'm really working on is I teach online and I do a lot of in-person speaking and workshops specifically on how to harness stress and pressure and to use that for our advantage to maximize our potential, to maximize our achievement and to maximize our health, as opposed to letting stress and pressure get the best of us. And you also are a Kundalini teacher. I do. I, I was raised, actually born and raised um, in a Kundalini yoga community. That's how I have my name, Guru Nishan. My parents changed their names in the early 70s. And so this was a lifestyle and culture I grew up in. And um, of course, I've always taught. It's just the lifestyle that I've kind of, it lives in my DNA. But I haven't, I've only taught in the last like four or five years professionally and as like building an online brand. Oh, that's beautiful. So let's talk about your own well-being journey then. Yeah, it's interesting. Having grown up in a Kundalini culture, you know, I was raised in the United States, but in this community. And, and if you're not familiar with, if your listeners aren't familiar with Kundalini yoga, it's not a typical yoga culture. It's, it's a full lifestyle. So essentially, it was all of the teachings of maximizing the human potential and the body's ability to live to its fullest capacity. So everything from how the skin breathes, to what clothes we wear, to how we wear our hair, not cutting our hair, the foods we eat. So a very natural, holistic life. And um, being from that culture, I grew up very internationally and have traveled the world as an as a student and a business person and, and eventually just got so moved as in philanthropy that I wanted to start my own business. And so I became an entrepreneur and started selling wellness and health products. And Eventually built this company over 12 years and training and leadership teams and really teaching on mindset and how we can use our mind and our mental focus to create and set the goals and achieve to new levels of ourself. But what I found after about 12 years of that is I was exhausted. I had completely wired myself to overworking, not resting enough, and fully just burnt out. Like I didn't even know how to stop when I wanted to stop. Once my teams were growing and I didn't have to work so hard, my whole system was wired for that. And 
So eventually I pivoted and I realized, you know, it was time to build something else. It was time to take my growing up years and merge it with my business and marketing skills and to create a brand that felt a little bit more in alignment with who I was, not just selling vitamins and trying to create wealth, but to build something that was really along the holistic nature of, of what I truly know to be true, which is the, the health, health and achievement comes from an inside out holistic viewpoint, not just, you know, achieve now, work really hard now, and later on we can reap the benefits. And so that's how I ended up doing this is because I realized, you know, we really need more tools for how to live a whole balanced life. Yes, that can include success. Yes, that includes money. Yes, that includes contribution. But it also has to include feeling good from the inside out. Because if we accumulate wealth, but we're exhausted and we can't have any health to show for it, what's the point? So true. I love that. You know, health is an inside out job, isn't it? You know? It totally is <laughs> more than I think we even understand, you know, it's, it's more than just a diet. It's more than just an exercise regime. It's more than just the next fad. It's really understanding how the human system works. And if we can understand the power of this machinery called the human system, we have a sense of power that you can't buy. Gurnishan, you were talking about that sort of stress and rewiring. And I know what's been fascinating for me when we spoke before is you know a lot more about the nervous system than, than most people would. And so there's a question that I'm dying to ask you is why is the nervous system an electrical system? So, you know, the, the human body is a pure electrical network. And we know this to be true once we have an ailment. For instance, if we go to the doctor and we are getting our heart or our brain monitor, they're monitoring us with electrical EKG machines because electricity is a conduit for electricity. And, you know, if somebody in our family or ourselves gets a stroke, we are, there's brain pulses that go from the right or the left part of the brain that make the body move. So once you have a stroke, the, the specialist will say, oh, this part of your left side isn't working because that part of your brain is no longer communicating or getting the right electrical pulse. Same thing with Alzheimer's. You know, they, these diseases are happening because the electrical communication is not happening within the body. What I find so fascinating is that we don't find these things out. We don't actually comprehend that we're electrical until we're, we have a problem with our body. And so what inspires me and, and it, what I get so passionate about in teaching clients and teaching on stages is really giving this example of like our human system is pure electricity. And if we knew that we had the tools to rewire ourselves from the inside out, to make sure that our brain hemispheres were communicating more effectively more often. If we knew the simple tools that we could practice in two or three minutes a day, we would do it. I absolutely believe we would do it and more people would do it. But we just have no idea. So we carry on thinking that we're just a physical body. We've been led to believe that diet and exercise is enough to maintain our health. And yet I grew up around people that are still having health issues because, you know, again, we can know something. And if we're not practicing that thing, there's corrosion. And so just like um, a machine that doesn't get rebooted, you know, your computer that doesn't 
you, you go to every website, if you never clear out the cache and the cookies of your website, the computer's operating system slowly over time gets sluggish. And like we need a computer technical expert to teach us how to maintain our, our software and our hardware and update our systems. We need to learn how to do that with the human system. And the nervous system is the operating system of the human body. Oh, that's great. So how does knowing that this is true support us in our well-being? Well, you know, fundamentally, it's like any wiring system. Once again, it's like if you understand the components of just how electricity works, you need a positive and a negative current for the electrical light bulb to light. So each of us has data and stored information in our computer system, whether it's memories, grief of losing someone, uh, being overworked for 20 years and not resting enough. And there's different components to our nervous system. So we have the sympathetic nervous system, which is the part of our nervous system, which is action-oriented, doing, productivity, action, creating, getting out into the world, setting goals. But the other part of our nervous system is the receiving um, re regenerating, relaxing. That's the parasympathetic nervous system. And this is how the body restores and heals itself. So most of us are on an operating default of go, 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 go. And even if we try to, to set our phones down, our mind is like, and, and we so don't. True. And, you know, I talk to people all the time, they, they're in bed and, or they go on vacation and they're like, all they can think about is work and the things they want to do. And that's just wiring. It's not your problem. It's not unique to you. It's just wiring. So how do we slow down these systems? Well, we first of all have to understand the components. The right brain links to the left side of the body and the left brain links to the right side of the body and every organ system stores certain types of data or information so you know i don't i don't think it was even until the 90s that we learned that we need to clear the cache and the cookies out of our computers you know and that we need to like do regular updates on our machinery to make sure things keep working well, it's, it's the same exact principle. We need to know that this is a system that needs to be rebooted, recharged, and possibly unplugging from old operating systems. You know, we might be, and I know a lot of people and a lot of my clients I've worked with, we're plugged into memories from when we're two, three, four years old. It might not be in your conscious mind, but you're holding on to grief or resentment or anger or some situation, and that's just old data. And the human body isn't meant to hold on to old data. It's meant to clear this stuff out so that we create more space, so that we can upgrade to the latest iOS model, you know, we're, we're the, we're a Ferrari and we're operating like a, you know, an old Chevy or something. <laughs> I love that you're actually making it so understandable because if you haven't done neuroscience or you haven't done the body biology, you know, it could be hard to explain. So it's awesome that you're explaining it this way. And can you share an analogy that links the nervous system with our life? So in a practical sense. Yeah. So, you know, fundamentally, let's just look at the light bulb analogy again. So any light bulb, the, the fundamental principle of electricity is you need a positive and a current, a negative current 
to light the filament. But in addition, you need a grounding current and a source current. So all of these wires really relate to the same human system. The spine of the human body is the central nerve column of the human body. So that's why if you get into a car accident and you break the central nerve, you can your lungs can stop working, you can become paralyzed from the, the neck down because this is the main communication highway. 72,000 nerves come into the, to the human spine to make sure that the data that's going from the heart to the brain, to the fingers, to the toes are all working. And literally over time, if we're not clearing out kind of some of the old stored information, our electricity transmission wiring just isn't in full connection. So we're not plugged into our ground current, we're not plugged into our source current, or we're only trying to be positive. And I hear that in the self-development world all the time too, you know, just think positive, but that's not enough. We need our negative wiring too. It's not bad. It's just, this is how the light bulb lights up. Another really good example is pressure. You know, it takes pressure to create diamonds. So we're like a diamond in the rough. The life experiences we go through, whether it's whatever hardship or whatever trauma or whatever abuse or whatever failure, each of us have a life story. And these stories inform our life or they can create corrosion that over time prevents our light bulb from lighting up in its fullest capacity. So if we can change our relationship to pressure and understand that pressure can be good if that pressure is focused, then we can actually harness stress, harness pressure, and understand the human nervous system is designed to handle high velocity of electricity. We're built for this. This isn't something we have to figure out. We just have to actually retrain the human body to do what it's actually designed how to do. And then pressure ends up being a force that we can take and turn around and use in the world to create and to, to reach new levels of our own achievement, to reach new levels of our own health. Like we don't have to age as fast as we're aging. We don't have to, you know, get worse as we get older if we're reminding the body how to cleanse itself, detoxify itself, regenerate itself. I love the way that you've integrated the four elements that are working too, you know, in that the physical, the mental, the emotional and the soulful stuff. You know, it's so important that we see ourselves as integrated. And Gurnishan, once we realize that we are this beautiful realm of electricity, what do we do with this? Well, what I think we do with it is we use it to create what we're on the planet to, to create. Like we've all come here with a sense of purpose, but we oftentimes we're not getting to it because I think we're informed by social programming, cultural programming, religious programming. And so we might have a message inside of us that we're not able to get out. And it's not because that message isn't important. It's because we're weighted down by all the old stuff that's that's outdated, meaning the literally the wiring inside of us that's old and heavy. And sometimes these old traumatic memories or this, this old stuff we haven't forgiven ourselves for or haven't forgiven someone else for, you know, that sounds like it's like a spiritual area. But, you know, in my opinion, it's, it's a very, it's a very physical related, you know, way of relating to it. it essentially, it's saying if you can clear, it, it, let me qualify this, you don't have to, none of us have to remember 
these stories for us to get rid of them because the human body is designed to clear out the old. It doesn't want this stuff. So if we have a technology or tools that, that activate the nervous system and the glandular system, the human body will naturally get rid of what it doesn't want anymore as a way to make space to help you get on with your regular whatever that work is, so to speak. So what I mean by that is the human body naturally will once the nervous system gets strong enough, it's going to release the old trauma or the old information that's holding you back from actually delivering what you're here to deliver. And this is how come I focus on achievement and I focus on health, because if we feel better in our bodies more often, we'll naturally go out there and achieve and contribute and create impact. I, I know that to be true. As a human being, we're on this planet to make a difference in other people's lives, not to keep our gift to ourselves and, and stay in our own bed and in our corner. But we're seeing depression and we're seeing autoimmune dysfunction and we're seeing lack of energy and we're seeing all these diseases because the body is fighting itself. The glandular system is malfunctioning. And when we spark these two operating systems, when those two systems work, everything else in the body starts to work. And I believe it's a fundamental responsibility of each of us to rewire ourselves, to clear out the old to make sure that our transmission is more effective and more clear so that we can get on with the work and helping other people uh, in whatever way that we're supposed to be here to do that. Yeah. And there was something that you said that reminded me of a book that I read. In the late 90s, I was facing some health issues with my heart. And one of the things that the cardiologist I was seeing said, oh, we may need to put you on the heart transplant list. And of course, I completely freaked out, but then I started looking, you know, into this and I came across this book and I can't remember, I think the author was Neil Walsh, but it was talking about when you actually transplant a heart from one person to another, that the person receiving the heart actually takes on attributes of the person who donated the heart. And that was fascinating to me. And what you're saying now makes perfect sense because it was holding some sort of electrical pulse of its own that when placed in a different physical body, it's going to actually have some kind of stored memory in some sense. Yes. It's interesting because the neuroscience and new scientific evidence is coming out showing that the heart, it actually has its own electromagnetic field. So the physical body has an electromagnetic field and we're constantly sending out a, a pulse and receiving information. And that's one of the unique things of the electromagnetic field is it's similar to gravity, except that it, it has an attractive force and a repulsive force. But the heart is showing to have its own electrical magnetic force. And so that is fascinating. I just, I think that's so amazing. It really lends to what it really means to have something in our heart, to have something in us that we know we're here to contribute. And it's literally like, if we don't get this out, our spirit dies and parts of us are dying. And, and that's, I think, you know, a lot of what the disease that we're seeing on the planet is 
old heaviness is preventing us from getting to what it means to live a passionate, fabulous life. Absolutely. And that's all we're here to do is to awaken and to feel that within ourselves and to contribute. So can you recommend an action that listeners could take that would support them to move forward with this? Um, like you mean like a like a daily practice or something? Yes, something that they can focus on igniting them their own system versus being on that sort of autopilot. Well, for sure. Um, I want to. Sh- can I share something? Yes. With your with the audience. Okay. So you know, I hear a lot. You know, coming from a yoga background, you know, people are like, "Well, just take a few deep breaths." You know, and as much as I am a big advocate of deep breathing, what I know for sure is that. We have so much restriction in our lungs and we have so much corrosion already in our body that oftentimes if you try to take a deep breath, most people aren't getting very far because it's like, you know, the the (laughs) breath is just at the chest. So it's like, and we ultimately want a deep breath to come down from the belly upward. But before we can get to deep breathing, we need to clear out some of the, the restriction that's in the rib cage and the lungs. So I want to teach a simple breath and you can do this for two minutes. You could just do it for one minute, but you know, I I encourage try to like really set time, like a little bit of time. And this simple breath will literally blow your stress away. Okay. So it's designed to um, really help you see a situation more clearly and it will clean out some of the heaviness that's in the upper rib cage area in the lungs. And the lungs is the organ that is the primary holder of grief. Yeah. And the rib cage protects the heart and protects the lungs. So the rib cage tends to hold a lot of emotional garbage that we have a processed. So this will open that up. It can also create a lot of tingly sensation through your body. So as that's happening, I want to encourage your listeners and everyone doing this just move beyond these sensations. It may feel a little uncomfortable, like what is going on? But it's actually good because this means things are awakening. We're going from being on autopilot off into an awakened sensory system so that you start to feel the electrical pulses that you actually are instead of kind of moving through life a little bit numb, okay? So it doesn't matter if you're sitting in your chair or sitting on the floor, but what does matter is putting your feet on the floor and making sure the spine is straight, okay, as opposed to like slouching over. And you're going to make the mouth into an O shape, so tightening the lips because there's nerve endings or nerve plexes that happen on the, on the edges of the lips. So you tighten the lips and we're simply going to inhale through the mouth four times and we're going to exhale through the mouth four times. Okay. And we're just going to do that for a little bit as a, as a basic example and start to awaken our sensory system. Okay. So it's like this. Keep inhaling four times, keep exhaling four times, keep the lips tight.
Go ahead and inhale. Hold the breath, lift the heart, relax the shoulders, and press the tongue to the roof of the mouth. Through the nose, exhale. Again, inhale through the nose. Exhale. And now just take an internal scan of your body. Notice the sensations that you feel in your body. Notice how much deeper you can breathe just on a simple inhale through the nose. How much more the lungs are opened up. So it just means that simple communication highway, some of the static electricity is kind of, kind of shed itself away. It's like the corrosion on the battery of the car has been cleaned off and now the actual connectors are actually connected. That's all that's happened. And we have the power to do that within ourselves. That's amazing. So you could, let's say you're in a stressful situation, you could excuse yourself and go to the bathroom and do this and come back feeling really in control and ready to actually take that next step. That's right. Totally centered and moving from a place of our center and, and in our sense of purpose versus kind of like a short circuited wire where we're reacting to something and we, you know, we're, we might say or do and respond in a way, in a, react in a way as opposed to coming from a collected place and being able to see clearly, being able to see a situation with a clear lens as opposed to charred glass. <laughs> and, you know, this is just one breath. You know, there's thousands of different breaths for different types of situations. So before a meeting, before you com communicate this really important conversation with your husband or your partner or your lover or whoever, before you go give a presentation, you know, all these simple techniques that will put us into a focal point to be precise and penetrating and moving from a sense of purpose within ourselves as opposed to responding from all of the chaos that's happening in our world, which it is. To pretend that our world is not a crazy place right now is, in, is being in denial. <laughs> and we need tools to put ourselves, our inner world, into a place of collectivity and connectivity so that we can respond to the chaos in our external world more effectively. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. And what are your tips for living fabulously? Well, um, the first thing I'd say is going back to breath. I'm a big believer in paying attention to the breath. So being present, I'd say, is the number one tip. And we hear that a lot, especially in kind of like the spiritual self-development world. But what's really important to know about being present is we're oftentimes plug in, it plugged into our past or we're plugged into the future and we're worried about the future or we're regretful of the past. So being present is about being right here. But how do we do that? Well, breath is the only thing that actually exists in this moment. So one of the best presence practices is to pay attention to when you're breathing and when you're not. Notice throughout a day how many times you don't even notice that you're breathing. It's a really good place to start because even me, there'll be times where I'm like, I'm not breathing, you know, or I'm not <laughs> noticing breathing, you know, and I'm breathing enough not to die, but I'm not breathing enough to actually thrive and to oxygenate the cells. So just start right there. Number one, just notice how often you're not breathing and every time you notice it, don't get mad. Don't beat yourself up. Just simply notice your breath. 
Notice the sound of your breath. Notice the quality and depth of your breath. And notice when you're not doing it at all. And then just bring your attention back. So that would be number one. Um, number two, breathe through the nose. Um, this is super important. When we breathe through the nose, we're accessing the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the part of our nervous system that restores and heals and regenerates. And we're also bringing the oxygen to the lower lobes of our lungs, which is where our blood sits. So we're getting more oxygen into the body, which feeds the brain, which helps with memory, which helps with mental clarity, which helps with better sleep, which just helps, helps everything. So breathe through the nose. Um, I would say drink more filtered water. Stop drinking bottled water and get yourself a good filter. And if you need a recommendation, I'll sure point you to some. But drinking more water, when you have a filter on your sink, not those lame ones that go in your fridge, but good one on your sink, you'll drink more because you, you just, you have it there. It's like your own bottle water maker. I'm a super big fan of hydrating. The human body needs um, a flow of, of fresh, we're mostly water, we're over 70% water. So if you think about um, disease and stagnation, a river that's not flowing this is where bacteria grows. This is where disease grows. And this is where garbage accumulates. And same thing with the human system. And, you know, people are like, I don't want to drink more water because then I have to go to the bathroom so much. <laughs> then your kidneys are working. Hello, right? This is what gets the flow and better to flow than to be stagnant. So your body will adjust as you start to drink more water, your body comes to a self regulating place so that you're not, you know, having to run there all the time, but it's still good for you. It's better out than in. <laughs> and then lastly, gosh, I would say, um, take a rest, rest more often, take a quick nap. You know, um, I think we overstimulate ourselves and we push ourselves to think that our value comes from what we produce instead of for who we are. And so taking a nap, giving ourselves five minutes, Truly, I would say cultivate five to 10 minutes for yourself every day for you. No phone, no stimulation. Just lay there and breathe or listen to some music or just be with yourself and notice what's happening inside and learning to cultivate time for ourselves, I think is some of the hardest work we ever do because what happens is we start to really notice the record playing inside of us, which oftentimes isn't a very nice record, <laughs> you know, and by making it a practice, you know, we'll give our time to our jobs, to our work, to our spouses, to our children, to the world, to social media, but we don't know how to give that time to ourselves. And it, by making it a daily practice, it creates an exponential growth of wellness. Of, of, of being able to feel what's happening within ourselves so that we can respond and support others more effectively. Those are certainly fabulous tips and you and I are absolutely aligned on all those things. And I love also that, you know, as health coaches, we are coming at this from slightly different angles, but yet the integrativeness of what we do is aligned. So that's beautiful. Thank you for those. And you can find Guru Nishan at her website. It's Guru Nishan, N-I-S-T-H-A-N.com. And you'll also find her on Facebook under the same name. So Guru Nishan, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and inspiring us to you know, step back and just start seeing that 
our bodies for what they are. I love the analogies you're using because it makes it really memorable. So when you use the word corrosion or flow, I actually have a very visual picture in my mind of what is that I'd love for my body or for my mind or for my health, you know, all those things. And so just using a lot of analogies helps people really connect with what you've got to say. And, and I feel that we've sort of covered such a lot of ground, but I think knowing that, the, you know, when you talked about, for me, talking about that positivity and the negativity that together, when used in the right way, create the light. You know, you yes. switch on the light. And that to me is a really good reframing of nev- negative experiences because, you know, we do live in a world that we cannot control. And I think a lot of people are working to control their lives so they feel safe. Whereas you're saying, no, actually, let's welcome in some of these things, but let's transform it in within the space of our own electrical uh, centers and you know created and that yes. breath was actually amazing because you know as you started talking about breath, about breath I suddenly thought am I breathing deep enough yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. really amazing so thank you so much for being with me today it's been such a wonderful experience Thank you so much. I'm just such an, it's such an honor to have a chance to be able to share. And thank you for the opportunity to be interviewed on your podcast. It means a lot to me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice. It is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.